Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Recent Eats. I'm your host, Aishwarya Iyer. And today I'm here with someone who is incredibly special to me for a number of reasons and is a part of the Brightland journey in a way that I don't think this person even realizes. So hello, Peter Som. Hello, how are you? (laughs) I'm doing so well. And I want to, I don't think you know this, but when I was an intern at Lancome back in the aughts, I worked for an amazing woman named Carrie Diamond, who is now, for anyone in the food world listening, who's the founder and editor-in-chief of Cherry Bomb, this like incredible women in food multimedia organization that she's built and juggernaut that she's built. But back then, Carrie led comms and PR at Lancome. And Peter, as a fashion designer, you guys, like basically Lancome and Peter Som collaborated. And I remember just being in college my senior year, wide-eyed, watching all of this play out. And you and I never interacted, but I just watched it all play out. I think there was a lipstick that came out because of the partnership that I like coveted and like took samples home and saved for years. And so, you know, I can't believe I never told you this story, but like you've been on my, in a part of my like formative sort of like career brain for years. And so then when I started Brightland and over, you know, the last couple of years, I, you know, we work with artists um, and designers for different parts of, you know, packaging and inspiring artist labels. And when I realized that, you know, I could connect with you on Instagram and, you know, it was so incredibly special for me to um, have asked, been able to ask you to uh, create a label for us. And the fact that you said yes was so meaningful to me. Well, I mean, talk about a full circle moment. I mean, first of all, you know, um, Perry Diamond is one of the most kind of amazing people that I've yes. known in, in fashion when we were working together. So Lancome did all the makeup for my shows. We did lipstick together. Um, and to see her transition to be this juggernaut in the food space, this sort of really inspiring person that, um, and she really started uplifting women before it was like cool or whatever you want to call it. She really, yeah. before it was, you know, she really, it's just something she felt in her heart and she's amazing. And I want to thank you for, you know, um, inviting me to, you know, create one of the labels because you, we sort of connected at a time in my life when I was transitioning kind of or expanding, I would say, you know, fashion and then broadening into food. And it was kind of new territory for me. So kind of like you were an intern in, in that, you know, when we kind of first, you know, interacted in the same way, like I was kind of a newbie in, in the food world. So thank you for letting me kind of create and do my thing. And I, I mean, you may have told me like that there was a Carrie Diamond connection, but I sometimes I can't remember yesterday. So yeah, <laughs> um, well, but it's it, so cool. It's it, this makes my heart full. And now you being on recent eats, it's like the perfect, yeah, it's the perfect um, trifecta of things. So I want to talk a bit about, you know, like you said, you come from a background in fashion what is your relationship to food? What, like, how, how have you leaned into that in the last couple of years? And let's talk about cooking versus restaurant culture. 
what what is your relationship with either and both? Well, for me, cooking is huge, 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 huge. Has it always been huge? Like even when you were just, you know, kind of yeah. jet setting and doing the thing in the fashion world? Absolutely. I mean, I think for me, especially when I had my clothing line, I was doing like runway shows, the whole thing. Food was, and specifically cooking at home, was a way to keep me centered. It was really kind of a therapy for me. Um, and it was something I did constantly um, after shows, after the Met Gala. I mean, really sort of these outwardly facing glamorous moments. And I'm kind of like really an outgoing shy person. So I, I really needed to have my feet on the ground in the kitchen and cook to really keep my feet on the ground, you know? Um, for me, cooking is um, something I love doing. I love doing it solo. I love, you know, doing it with you know, a few friends. Um, but it is really something for me that has always been in my life since day one. And a lot of people knew about my public fashion persona. But behind that was me in the kitchen, sometimes with musical theater on, on, you know, playing, sometimes totally silent, sometimes just, you know. Um, but yeah, it was really about, uh, it's really, for me, cooking was central. Um, restaurants, I love, I mean, I love going out to eat. Like, I think that is, it's a highly social kind of thing. Um, I, I love going out eating with people. For me, some people love dining out alone. I hate it, actually. I don't like mm. that. For me, it's such a social um, kind of experience. And I think it's like PTSD from like my high school cafeteria days. <laughs> like being the kid that sits alone, like that yeah, like, concept. Yeah, like where do I sit, the tray or whatever. Um, mm -hmm. but, I mean, that takes me back too. I know right. when you're like standing with the tray and wondering where to sit. Yeah. Yeah. I just no, got I shivers. Know. I know. Ugh. Well, you can sit at my table and we'll have <laughs> olive oil and other things. You have oh, are you kidding? Things. Our table would be stunning. Like everyone would want to sit at our table. Yeah, and everybody would be welcome at our table. Everybody everyone would be welcome. Exactly. That's it. Exactly. That's the that's the most important thing. I want to hear about what you've been eating as of late as someone who loves food and loves cooking so much. So Sunday, um, my boyfriend and I, we always go to brunch. Um, and 99% of the time, if we're in the city, we go to Via Carota, mm. which is one of my favorite restaurants in the city. Um, and it's really actually hard to get into like for dinner and that kind of thing. But if you go, I shouldn't be saying this. If you go on the weekends, like around 11, you can w go right in. And so we always go. We sit at our same place at the bar. Hot um, tip, y'all. Hot I know, tip. I know. Exactly. The secret's out. Um, so uh, we got the, we always share everything. It's very family style there. So I got the Insulata Verde, which is that iconic sort of towering salad, which has endives and frisee and butter leaf lettuce and has this amazing shallity dressing and then we also got panisa which are panisa are basically little um chickpea fries they basically puree chickpeas they kind of cut them into logs essentially and then they fry them so they're french fry adjacent but they come again in this pile and then they shape parm all over it and some fried sage delicious yeah and then we ended with a really simple dish. Um, they have this dish, which is just lentils, like stewed lentils and sausage. It is one of these really super simple things that you definitely could make at home, but somehow, would, however, whatever they do to it, actually probably a lot of olive oil. <laughs> um, the secret. It's, yeah, it's amazing. 
great way to kick off weekend brunch though, or like yeah. a Sunday brunch. That's so yeah. lovely. So um, I was going to Chicago Monday morning. Um, and I'll, and a friend, a friend, my friend, Angie Marr, she's a chef with an amazing restaurant in New York City called Le Trois Chevaux. She's a good friend of mine. And she was going to an amazing restaurant, which I'll tell you about uh, in a second. But the flight was at 7 a.m. from JFK. So I thought, I'm going to stay at the TWA Hotel because I've never done that. And I love full retro vibes. My parents were architects. You know, I love a serenade moment. Um, so I decided to stay at the TWA Hotel. And a friend of mine actually decided she was going to just stay there along with me because she'd never been there. So um, at the TWA Hotel, they have a, a Jean-Georges restaurant called the Paris Cafe. So they have I'm a Jean-Georges at the TWA Hotel? Can we pause yes. for a second? Wow. Yes. It was, it was pretty glam. I mean, have you ever um, walked through that terminal ever? It is kind, it's super swanky. It's so 60s no. retro vibes. Cool. The Jetsons come to life. And of course, it's by Eero Saarinen, which is like, you know, iconic mid-century architect. Cool. Um, and it's right outside of the JetBlue uh, terminal. So what do we have? Okay, we have so like crispy rice salmon sushi with chipotle emulsion and soy glaze. Now, I love sushi. Like, I think when I do takeout, sushi is probably the number one thing on my list. But I even love more is crispy rice sushi. I love mm. a crunch. I love a crunch mm. situation. And then I really had a burger and fries uh, after that. Yuzu pickled, frizzled onions. I, I do appreciate a good burger. I don't have them all the time because I'm trying to, you know, be like vaguely healthy. Okay, moving into the weekday. What does yeah. your weekday look like? What did Monday look like for you for food you know, start to an, finish? Yeah, this was an unusual Monday because I was flying to Chicago. So again, my friend Angie, we were sitting at lunch one day and she said, I'm going to go to... Um, Alinea for dinner. Oh my God, that's spot. Oh, right. oh yeah. Alinea is uh, Chef Grant Ackett's, you know, le- you know, sort of signature. His 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 uh, re- main restaurant. It is a temple of fine dining, Michelin stars, a whole thing. And I thought, oh my gosh, um, I I want to go. I have never been there. I've sort of thought about it, but um, you know, I'm going with. My friend who's a chef who knows him, this is a, an amazing kind of experience. So, so this is not my usual Monday, but uh, so it is a jam packed Monday. But so, I, you know, our flight was at 7 a.m. So I basically had like a water and an apple in the, you know, on the plane. It was a very um, quick kind of trip. Um, but then our, we had an early reservation, which was like at 5 p.m. because, you know, it was a very long tasting. So we thought, okay. Well, when we land, um, we're in Chicago. Uh, mm. Let's just go and get some a slice of Chicago deep dish pizza. Oh, yeah. Which, in retrospect, was probably not the best thing to do before a like twelve like course tasting menu. But you know, when in Rome, right? So we went to Lou Malnati, which is kind of one of the big, um, you know, legendary Chicago deep dish pizza kind of places. Um, and you know, are you familiar with deep dish pizza, like the Chicago kind? It's like oh, I am. Oh, you are. It it is. I am. I have to say, like it's I, hefty, it, hefty, but saucy. Yes, and, you know, it's saucy and cheesy and hefty, but wow, delicious. Yeah, very delicious. 
I have to say I'm a bit partial to Detroit style pizza, which I discovered three, four years ago. Um, Wait, I think I know what what is Detroit style pizza. Detroit style pizza is in squares, and it's oh. like thick and focaccia, crusty kind okay. of like it's kind of fluffy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's square, and it's just dense enough and enough cheese, enough sauce, but with Chicago, there's something about like I feel like I could fall into the deep dish myself. Oh, like I could drown in it. Yeah. <laughs> no, they literally need a lifeguard sitting there at the edge of the crest. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Detroit must but, be more kind of focusing on the the bread the bread the part. The the toppings are a little sparser or are they still uh, still robust? They're a little sparser. They're just more manageable for me. Or at yeah. least the Detroit-style pizza that I've had here in Los Angeles. I also have to caveat, I've never had Detroit-style pizza literally in Detroit. On location. Whereas, yeah, on location, yeah, on yeah. set, on site. Yeah. But <laughs> Chicago deep dish, I've done here in LA uh, and in Chicago itself. And yeah, um, yeah I basically drowned in there. So <laughs> I drowned too. And I have to say, I mean, I think ultimately I love it. I'm, I'm super very thin crust. I'm a fan of the thin crust. but you know, I really kind of put all those, I, I sort of put all that aside and really went, mm. went in deep. And, you know, we had two. So two, we shared two smaller, small, what, personal size ones. Um, you know, had fried, well, oh, we started, so you can't leave well enough alone. We started with fried mozzarella and marinara sauce. So that. Oh, marvelous. To gild the lily. Um, and then we got two different kinds, the classic one. And then, which has had spinach mushrooms from with tomatoes, three cheeses, garlic butter crust. And then the other one was like a deep dish sausage. Um, and, but I, I had iced tea, you know, sweetener, so healthy, right? Mm, yep. Yep. Yeah, Rounding yeah, it out. Exactly. Health and wellness. Health and wellness. Um, uh, so that was, that was lunch, which we had around 11. Okay. And yeah. then your tasting menu was at 5, 5.30, you said? Yeah. So we went back to the hotel and I took a long nap. And of course, here's the problem about being in a hotel. We stayed at the Four Seasons just we thought we'd do the whole thing, just do the whole thing. Yeah. I love a mini bar situation. Yeah. A hotel mini bar. And I'm, there are two things that I fall victim to with a mini bar. Pringles, those little short Pringle box things, which is like $8 for like 10 Pringles. But it's Porsche control, right? So it I is. somehow felt a little peckish. So I had that. And then I had some Kit Kats, which is, again, these are not helping. Oh, my God. These are the perfect mini bar snacks, though. That's what I want to see in a mini bar. Like, I want right? to see the little Pringles. I want to see the Kit Kats. Maybe, like, peanut M&Ms or some other sort of, like, thing I can pop in. Yeah. So delicious. So good. Yeah. Peanut M&M's probably like, I would have taken those over the Kit Kats, but I don't think they have them. <laughs> so we went with the next best option. Um, and then dinner, we went to, so Alinea, we had a 5 p.m. reservation. Um, and I won't even get into, it was, you know, a multi-course extravaganza. And, you know, I had, I didn't have a lot of expectations going in. Like I thought it was a restaurant that I obviously I had known about as somebody who loves food and dining. But I thought, okay, it's in Chicago. I don't often go to Chicago. I didn't really put it, give it a lot of thought. So, and I, but I knew there might be there was sort of some theatrics that happened. You know, you know, I sort of had. But honestly, I can say 
there was a moment in the fifth or sixth course when we both almost started crying because the food, and it may have been like after all the food talking and the wine pairings, but the, uh, you know, the way it, yes, it was all, the, it was very theatrical, but it was also thoughtful. And the food, and I don't say, you know, I don't say this often, but the, there was soul in the food. You know, you think wow. about fine dining as clinical and very precise, and you think about it as kind of very rigorous, right? And I think, you know, rigorous maybe just with a technique, but there was soul to it. I mean, it was, and you normally associate that word with home cooking and with like, you know, you know, not sort of being at the temple of fine dining. Um, so, you know, every course had a story. Uh, you know, it sort of, there was a through line to the next course. I noticed early on, they changed the music with every course. Oh my to, goodness. It's the mood and of the, of, of sort of the, of the, of the meal. And then, and then the final la coup de gras was dessert where they come down and they put down this huge a piece of yellow plexi and they come and paint this plexi with sauces, almost using it as like paint. And it, and Chef Ackett's, you know, who's a legend, he was doing our table. I was like, I was fangirling so much. Wow. I was like freaking out. And, but the inspiration was a banana split. That was his simple uh, sort of inspiration. But he managed to sort of interpret it in this amazing way. And again, like I said, it tasted amazing. Um, so I mean, what a beautiful way to incorporate food and art. And for you as a creative artist, designer, like you must have been over the moon. Right? I was like, over the moon. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so that was, yeah, that was dinner that night. It was, it was fabulous. I mean, um, I don't think anything can top that. And it's high praise. Like you said, it's such high praise to take a fine dining concept and be able to say that that has soul. That's really yeah. tough to do. That was the word that came to my mouth to, or my mouth to my head. <laughs> and it, um, and, <laughs> I granted yeah. we had wine pairings and neither of us are major drinkers. You know, we had sips and things, but you know, the, the wine and all the, you know, all the booze, uh, sure. definitely, you know, made us feel the feels as well. Anyway. So then of course we had an early flight. So we, I had like water and coffee at the airport. Uh, and then the next day was essentially, I was back on my like weekday, you know, lunch was, I had got a smoothie from juice press. What um, kind of smoothie? So I do, so they have a whole bunch, right? Um, I do the strawberry banana uh, with no dates. Because the dates never grind up right. And then they kind of get stuck in your teeth, I find. And I don't really need things that sweet necessarily. You know, it's um, it's probably an Asian thing. Like, it's just like not that sweet. Um, and then I get protein in there. And then they also got a little, so there's these little protein sticks that I'm obsessed with at Juice Press. I think it's called this brand called I Want Organics. They have protein sticks, which are these little puffs, crunchy puffs of things. So I, I, I got that. Um, so that's my normal lunch usually. I mean, I try to just, if I eat a heavy lunch, I usually am like, it's, I can be, get really tired and feel nappy. So that was my lunch. And then dinner, um, again, I was still full from the meal. So I call it weird salad. It was essentially, I was at home. And it was a weird salad. It was like what was in my fridge and my pantry. So, and this is weird. Okay, so I basically had iceberg lettuce, chickpeas, raisins, cashews, string cheese, 
some grated mozzarella. I did a few glugs of Brianna Caesar dressing and a few glugs of Brightland olive oil. I'm not joking. Um, <laughs> I'm not joking. It's literally right there. Um, so it was this weird, I call it weird salad when it's sort of like you're at home and you don't want to order takeout. You just want to get something. You just want to eat something that's right there and you happen to have lettuce and all the other fixings. So. But I find this to be actually incredibly inspiring because I think people sometimes get overwhelmed by like, I'm looking in my refrigerator. I don't know what the heck to put together. Yeah. Or a salad feels like you have to have the exact right ingredients. And you're proving out that like iceberg, string cheese, Chick raisins, peas. chickpeas, and like a few other things you can toss together. And it sounds like it was super tasty. And that's- It was actually. You do. Yeah. And I think, you know what it is? It's like, I always have like nuts and raisins in my pantry, right? So to me, those are always something I just reach for. Um, and chickpeas are the protein. I feel like I always have a can of those in my pantry. And then listen, if you have any sort of cheese, I mean, if I had feta, I'd put feta in. Um, yeah, it's, it's really about certain building blocks that can be any variety of thing in that particular category. Um, uh, and then, you know, it, it, it sort of is weirdly satisfying. Okay. Let's do a rapid fire now, yeah. now that we've gotten through your delicious meals. What is one food that you would eat for the rest of your life and get all the nutritional benefits from? I, I love Japanese food. I mean, I love, I'm, I'm Chinese. That's my background. But, um, and I love Chinese food, but uh, Japanese food, I could probably eat every day. Um, they have a rice component, which I need. Like, that's just like genetically part of who I am. Um, yep. And it's, it's, pretty healthy um very clean you know it feels clean and i feel like there's enough variety for me so that that's sort of where I, that's where, where i landed between breakfast lunch dinner what's your pick I, I would normally say breakfast because i feel like i could eat breakfast all day because i all those like i love ordering an omelet for dinner to me that's just like it reminds me of paris like when i would go to paris for work i would sit at like you know cafe floor and order for dinner like uh a cure royale and an omelet. Um, honestly, I think dinner because the day is done. Uh, there's the most variety and you can drink. Yes. Totally. I mean, you could drink for the other meals too. I don't judge. Um, but I, I, I go for dinner. I think based on variety alone. Last question for you. What is your favorite sweet treat? My favorite sweet treat that I dream about a lot, which are Chinese... They're called Jin Dei and they're sesame balls filled with black bean paste. And you have them at the end, usually dim sum. And it's like you kind of get your little down top, your egg tart. You get a few things like a mango pudding. But the um, little sesame balls are my favorite. They are glutinous rice that are, you know, filled with black bean, uh, black bean or red bean paste. And they're coated in a layer of sesame and then they're deep fried. So you get the crunch of the mm. exterior, you get the chew of sort of that mochi-esque kind of, you know, you know, filling the, get sort of that creaminess and on the, you know, with the black bean or the red bean, there's a kind of a nuttiness kind of um, texture, but um, like those are probably my favorite sweet treats. Yep. And I'm unanimous in that. Peter, how can everyone find you? They can find me on Instagram and so uh, Instagram at, at Peter Som. TikTok, uh, hello, Peter Som, and my website, which is p 
petersom.com. Perfect. This was such a joy. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you, Aish. So great to talk to you. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Recent Eats. We're an independent podcast that's truly a personal passion of mine. And so I want to thank and shout out our producer, Evan Lindsay. I would greatly appreciate if you could rate and review the show wherever you listen to podcasts. To stay up to date with future guests, follow us at Recent Eats Pod on Instagram. And you can find me on Instagram at Hello Aishwarya. See you next time.